Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to another edition of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. This is episode 139, and we are coming to you from London, Ontario, Canada. I want to thank you, whether you're tuning in live via video on Twitch, YouTube, or on Facebook. Uh, we have a lot of stuff going on today. Got to uh, run down our finals of the uh, Fantasy Warfare Tournament that we've been doing the last four weeks on that show. And the uh, final four are meeting up tonight in this final battle. Um, we are also going to look at the Royal Rumble and some uh, news and results that have happened this past week. But we can't do that until we bring in people like Stephen O'Neill from Toronto. How are you, Stephen? Good. Um, and we've had a little bit of snow and cold weather. Yesterday, we got, or two days ago, we got some snow, but it's been fairly cold here the last few days but today was sunny just cold but other than that i mean i'm great yeah snow here in london as well uh tuesday and uh definitely today uh depending on what part you were in uh in london uh some got it worse than others uh gotta love lake effect snow and we'll find out the weather report in niagara falls from jonesy how are you jonesy Ah, pretty good. It's uh, chilly, but uh, it's actually nice all in all, considering time of year it is. We got a whack load of snow the other day. That's about it. Niagara's yeah. always nice with the snow. So, yes. like I yes, said at the start of the at uh, the start of the show, we're here for the finals of this lovely show that we've been doing. That is the Fantasy Warfare Tournament. The last uh, four weeks, we've been doing the greatest mid-card champions. And we've looked at the NWA, WCW, United States Champion. We've looked at the WWF Intercontinental Champion, the WWE United States Championship, and the WWE Intercontinental uh, Title. I'm bringing up right now the results of the Final Four in the battle. Steven, you want to break this down before we dive into the first matchup? Yes, yeah, so we're going to start with the U.S. side. So keep in mind, we start with 16 in each um, bracket. Uh, what you're going to see is uh, the semi, the quarterfinal, semifinals, and the winner of that bracket. So Greg Valentine lost to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and Dustin Rhodes lost to Lex Luger, um, and Luger beat Ricky Steamboat in that bracket's finale, the uh, WCW-NWA. Um, so he moves on to the finals, which is tonight. In the WWE United States Championship, um, you had The Miz beating John Cena 2-1 and Chris Benoit losing 3-0 to MVP. And MVP beat The Miz 3-0. So the U.S. bracket... United States title bracket is Lex Luger versus MVP. And for the WWF Intercontinental title, so that went from the inception at Pat Patterson to Edge. I believe it was Edge. Don't ask me the date. So Razor Ramon beat The Rock 3 0, and Mr. Perfect beat uh, Pedro 2 1. 
And Razor Ramon beat Mr. Perfect in that finale, moving Razor Ramon on to tonight. And this is the next part is the WWE you know, uh, Intercontinental title. That went from edge to current day. Uh, Cody Rhodes beat Dolph Ziggler 3-0. Dean Ambrose beat The Miz 2-1, setting up the, fin the finals in that bracket of Cody beating Dean Ambrose 3-0, which was, uh, I'm sure you all watched that yesterday. So the brackets, the finale tonight is Lex Luger versus MVP in the United States title bracket and Riz Ramon versus Cody Rhodes in the bracket. Winner of each will face each other, and we will pick the greatest mid-card champion, according yeah, to us. So we'll see how that – yeah, of course, according to us. And we'd like to use uh, definitely uh, Wikipedia as sort of our uh, basis because they have it all broken down when they won the titles, how many days they won the, uh, held them for, uh, their different match combinations. So it's definitely a good source, even though sometimes they can be played around with. This is the uh, most accurate thing we could uh, really look into and have it all encapsulated in one. So that brings us to match number one, and that's Lex Luger taking on MVP. Lex Luger had uh, five United States Championship uh, title reigns in total. The first one was July 11th, 87 at the Great American Bash from Nikita Koloff in a steel cage. He lost it to Dusty Rhodes at uh, Starcade of that year, but he held it for 138 days. His second one was February 20th, 89 at Chi-Town Rumble, won it from Barry Windham, held it for 76 days, and lost it to Michael P.S. Hayes uh, on May 7th, 84. He won it May 22nd, or uh, 80, that should be 89, my apologies. Uh, then May 22nd, 89, held it for 523 days, but won it from Michael Hayes at a house show and lost it to... Uh, Stan Hansen in October of 1990. Then, December 16, 1990, 210 more days after beating Hansen in a bull rope match, and it was vacated when he won the world title. He wouldn't hold it again until August 10th of uh, 98, when he won it from Bret Hart, but lost it three days li uh, later to Bret on uh an episode of Thunder, so Nitro to Thunder, and that was his five title reigns. He's taking on MVP, who held it May 20th, 07, winning it from Chris Benoit at Judgment Day, and held it for 343 days. In a 203 Falls match, lost to Matt Hardy at Backlash. His next one was May 17th, 09, at uh, SmackDown, winning it from Shelton Benjamin, who's a current member of the Hurt Business with him, holding it for 76 days, lost it to Kofi Kingston on June 1st on Raw. So for myself, looking at these two, they both had huge and long title reigns, but I'm going to go with Lex Luger because he had the title reign that had uh, bull ropes matches, a uh, lot longer, more intense on the road uh, stuff 523 days just for one of his reigns and that's my pick steven uh, i'm torn because luger wasn't necessarily the greatest wrestler where i would prefer to watch mvp but that 521 days is tough I'm going 
Lex Luger. Okay, so Lex is moving into the finals. Jonesy, was it going to be a clean sweep? And so far, I didn't need to be here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Luger. I mean, yeah, I agree. Luger is not as good as a wrestler or entertainer, perhaps, but Luger fits the U.S. title image to me more than MVP does. So we're, that's going to move on to Razor Ramon and Cody Rhodes. So Razor Ramon, his first title win is September 27, 1993 on Raw. Um, he beat um, Rick Martel. They were a battle royal, then he won it. Uh, he holds it for 198 days, losing it to Diesel at, on a Superstars taping. He wins it back at SummerSlam. Um, for a second title reign, August 29th, 1994. He holds it for 146 days, losing it to Jeff Jarrett at the Royal Rumble. He, uh, third title reign, he wins it May 19th, 1995 at a house show in Calgary, Alberta. He loses it to Jeff Jarrett two days later um, and Trois Rivières, Quebec. And then his next one, he wins it, uh, his last one, October 22nd, 1995, in your house for Great White North in Winnipeg. He beats Dean Douglas because Shawn Michaels forfeited it. He holds it for 91 days, losing it to Gold Dust um, at the Royal Rumble. And Cody Rhodes. He... My computer hates this website. Hates this website. Hates that website. It is. Okay, so Cody Rhodes first wins his, his first Intercontinental title reign. Um, October 9th, 2011. He wins it on SmackDown from Ezekiel Jackson. He lose, holds it for 236 days, losing it at WrestleMania April 1st. 2012 in Miami, Florida to the Big Show. He then wins it back April 29th at Extreme Rules and a Tables match from the Big Show. It holds it for 21 days. Losing it to Christian. And those were his two title reigns. Um, I'm going Razor Ramon. I mean, I think Razor... Really, I know we all like the the white belt, and really the WWE version of the Intercontinental title. We all commented, I think, on the show that it was a lot of hot potatoing. Um, Razor had two long reigns, so I'm going Razor Ramon. Jonesy. Well, you know, it depends on it depends on what you're measuring this on, because Cody Rhodes, to me, did a lot. For that belt in a short time, he kind of stopped the hot potatoing a little bit, held it for, you know, just a hundred days short of a year, and he brought more prestige to it. Razor was different time, but 
far as representing the intercontinental belt, anyone that obviously has a cocaine problem, okay, because of the razor. We've seen the razor. We knew what all that meant. Cocaine. So, you know what, Cody Rhodes, to me, you make the decision, mister. Okay, well, looking at this, um, yeah, 200... 36 days is really uh, good. Unfortunately, ran into the Big Show and won it back uh, with a tables match against Big Show, but only held it for 21 days. Razor, uh, I think, had uh, a lot of really good uh, battles. I like the concept of how you originally got it with the Battle Royal and then the final two, him and Rick Martel, to decide it, and it led into a great storyline with Sean with... uh, Sean coming back and claiming to be the real Intercontinental Champion, and we saw WrestleMania 10 with the ladder match. Uh, His battles with Jeff Jarrett, uh, Diesel, and even Goldust. Yeah, I enjoyed those. I'm going with uh, Razor Ramon as well, which brings them to the finals with Razor against Lex Luger, which you kind of predicted uh, the other night, uh, Jonesy. But even still, you gave Cody a vote. I gave Cody a vote to make it a little interesting. And the fact that, yeah, Razor had it longer and I think had uh, more important matches than that. But, uh, I mean, it's kind of fun to see if it's like gambling. Are you going to vote for Razor, who... I'm fine with winning, but I'm okay with Rhodes, too. Problem now is, see, Rhodes, if he would have made it in here, he'd have no chance against Luger. At least Razor has a chance against Luger. And you get to uh, cast that first vote. Well, my first vote, of course, it's going to have to go to Lex Luger. Um, Well, you know what? Okay, right now it's on Lex Luger, but I got to think about that. Because... Now it's it's not who's the best U.S. champ or who's the best IC champ. It's who's the best middle champ. With with that, I'm going to actually have to vote for Razor because, again, Luger was a believable as a world champion, where Razor Ramon, you can't see him really holding the world belt. So that's the type of guy that you do want your most second important belt. So I'm going to actually go with Razor on this uh, because he's a better wrestler um, and his matches are more entertaining. Uh, I like Luger, but, you know, it's Luger. (laughs) Yeah, I get you on that one. Um, I probably prefer uh, Razor Ramon matches just because of the uh, spectacle that they uh, give and a better matchup, but uh, two different eras and uh, different presentations between the NWA and uh, WWF at the time. Um, Unfortunately, Luger has that three-day title reign in the uh, Russo hot potato era, which kind of uh, is not so good, but 523 days, a bull rope match with Stan Hansen, who couldn't even see you. And you're lucky to get out of there without your nose busted when he tries to uh, deliver a lariat. I got to give it to Lex as much as 
personally, I'm not a fan of Lex Luger. So, Steven, you get to break the tie. Nick Foley? Oh, wait, no. Well, there we go. Steven has cast his vote, and their winner is the bad guy, Razor Ramon. And your reasoning for that, Stephen, though? I love the NWA. I love Lex Luger uh, as the U.S. champ. When he was in the NWA. But the more it got into the WCW hot potato era with um, Vince Russo and that, it just hurt what he had, what his legacy was with that championship. Where... Razor Ramon. I disagree with Jonesy. I think he should have been a world champion. I think he could have. I think I, I as a kid, but as I the Razor gimmick. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah it Diesel. <laughs> well, he could be the perfect heel. Because I remember when Razor was a heel, and you just hate him because he just was caught. I, so I like him better as a heel. I did too. I like. I think overall, I think is that character fit better as a heel, and I could have seen him as a world champion with a Shawn Michaels or a Bret Hart chasing him. Um, but I just found Razor Ramon. He never had that hot potato reign. That I really think if Lex Luger to me doesn't have that hot potato reigns, my vote changes. But I just. If we were just looking at the longest, his longest title reign and all the matches, Luger would win it. But when you look at the whole entity of the sh like his titles, I just can't. Yeah, and as I said, uh, looking at uh, Razor's uh, matches, they were more entertaining. They looked better. Uh, just the presentation WD gives uh, that. And it is unfortunate that uh, his personal demons were probably uh, one of the biggest holdbacks from him being a world champion because he was definitely connected in all the right ways uh, with his friends, being Sean Razor, Sean uh, Diesel, and uh, Triple H. Like, you don't think any of those guys would have been pulling for him to be a world champion had it not been for his demons and not being reliable? So, yeah, I totally agree uh, with you guys on. Uh, that I had to throw one to Luger uh, because of his uh, uh, long title reign of 523 days. But I am uh, good with this one. And you can join us every Wednesday at 6 o'clock for more and full episodes of uh, Fantasy Warfare Tournament, where this week we're going to be looking at the Greatest Royal Rumble winners. And you want to miss that. Uh, speaking of Royal Rumble and stuff, that we're going to end the show with, but um, the biggest news of this week involved NBC sports sh uh, being shut down. Um, the network is, and that came out on Sunday and people started speculating what's going to happen with NXT because um, the hockey and, and NASCAR have to find a place and they're just going to go to USA network. But then all of a sudden Monday, it comes out that WD is basically sold their U.S. network rights to NBC and it's going to be merged with the Peacock network. So anybody 
who has been paying $9.99 in the U.S. for the WD network with the 17,000 hours of uh, content are now going to switch over to Peacock, where you can uh, have the network for $4.99 about commercials or $9.99 with commercial free, and you get everything that Peacock has. Um, so what are your thoughts on that whole thing and the fact that Vince McMahon may have gotten like about a billion dollars over five years for this WD network? You just said it. He Over five years, he got a billion dollars. A billion dollars for the network. How could he have ever said no? He wasn't going to ever. I don't think he would have ever made that in. With the network being the network. It's a billion dollars. Think about it. That's all. He's made. I don't know how much WWE lost in 2020 with the pandemic. Losing all those. No, they would have lost. They lost money with um, not having live fans at WrestleMania, Sur- SummerSlam, Survivor the merchandise, Series. The merchandise might be down too. Yeah, like all that. They would have. They've. They've definitely lost money. Um, in certain areas, I guess. And think about the foam finger industry. It's been ruined right now. Well, exactly. But I mean, right now, it's. It's really tough to turn that down. I mean, to me, I think they did the, as bad as it sounds, the right thing for business. It will be very interesting to see what they do long term. I know there's speculation that they were going, it sounds like, is this the press is like, they're going to end up selling WWE? I don't think so. To me, I I don't think... It, as long as I'm McMahon it has controlling interest of the company, I don't think he'll ever sell it. Could Stephanie yeah, and Triple H? That's a different yeah, discussion. That, uh, stuff was going to go to ESPN and their service, and you were going to end up having to buy pay-per-views like uh, they do now with uh, the UFC where you get your prelims on uh, ESPN uh, Plus or whatever it is, and then you have to pay extra for the UFC shows. But with it going over to NBC and Peacock, everything is going to be included, including WrestleManias. And I look at uh, some of the numbers where they were under 200, uh, 2 million people subscribing to the network, at least in the States. I'm not sure about worldwide, obviously, but under 2 million people subscribing to the WD network. As of March 18th, when this switches over to Peacock, there's 25 million people ha- that have Peacock. So whether you're a Laps fan or whatever, you they've now opened it up to... 23 more million people's homes for the same price as what they were getting Peacock for. So it's something extra. I think Peacock and um, the WWF, that that merger is going to be one of the like the best values you can get for getting an app is you're going to get 
Like, think all the things NBC has done over the years. Do it so you could play Saturday, um, uh, Saturday Night Live in succession and then insert your Saturday Night Main events. I mean, there's so many different things that NBC and WWF have done over the years together. It's like it goes back way back to, I, I, I want to say, late 70s that they've had a relationship. And if you look at it, they're getting what? Say two hundred million dollars a year. Yep. That's a big chunk of change. Yeah, you can't turn that uh, down. Uh, so uh, I haven't heard. It obviously doesn't affect us here in Canada because Rogers has uh, exclusivity to uh, everything WWE here in Canada, uh, and then they distribute it to the different. Uh, service providers throughout the, the country, but maybe they'll look to doing something like that when uh, their contract uh, is, starts coming up and merge, like if WD is able to do something with Rogers that way in Canada. So. You already have it though on the, at least for like, you already can get it on your TV, like as a specialty channel. The only thing is if they were to jump to, say, Bell, which is TSN, and they have the Crave and all that. That would be the equivalent if they could jump to, like I say, a Crave. But to me, I think I don't see, personally here in Canada, the WWE leaving Rogers. It's the biggest. They'd have the biggest reach. So, And they have I, a really good deal that way. I can't think of any any other streaming platform in here in Canada that that's a that would be a big one to take over for. So, yeah. so looking at other uh, news, Rod McMahon, uh, the brother of Vince McMahon, passed away at the age of seventy seven on uh, January twentieth. A lot of people were surprised he even had a brother, for that matter. Mm -hmm. But uh, he was supposed to be on WD uh, after Vince blew up. Uh, but that was about 14 years ago. Unfortunately, those uh, plans got scrapped the following Monday when Benoit had his uh, unfortunate ending and uh, incident, shall we say, for lack of better terms. And so they had to scrap that whole storyline, so Rod wasn't brought in. But apparently Rod also did sit uh, front row at a couple of uh, Hall of Fames, but nobody really knew who he was. He was just some random guy sitting with the family. Uh, but yeah, so rest in peace, uh, Rod McMahon, age 77. So a year or two older than his brother, Vince. Uh, but they raised in two different uh, families. Neat. Uh, Connor McGregor. Conor McGregor lost his UFC fight on the weekend, and that made people wonder if he's going to make his way to WD again. People, obviously, rumors. Uh, Sheamus said uh, that it's only a matter of time, but McGregor is still under contract to UFC, uh, so it won't happen anytime soon. Would you like to see Conor McGregor in WWE, even if it's like NXT or 205 because of his size? Not for either of those. Uh depends if he's if he can do i mean this is 
I thought Ronda Rousey wasn't a horrible wrestler. I thought she was actually, for starting so late, she was good. So if he's like that, great. If he's going to be a Pac-Man Jones, no thank you. Well, I don't know about if he's going to be a video game character, but um, Conor McGregor, bless him, I hope he does come. I'm actually out of here because um, I don't watch a lot of the new stuff, and uh, I got the WWE Network now. So I'm going to go watch some stuff and chill out. I got, well, some more, watch. And I got some more research to do on the Royal Rumbles. Sounds good. Be sure to watch the uh, Royal Rumble happening this Sunday on the WWE Network. I sure will be. Then you can actually talk about it. But I don't care who wins. <laughs> okay, well, have a good I looked one. At the post I looked at the poster and went, who the hell are all these people? Yeah, we all do. Don't worry. <laughs> See good. you later. Thank have a good you. Night, See ya. Yep. So uh, carrying on with some news, uh, Riddle uh, is wanting to have his U.S. title match that he earned this past Monday uh, with Lashley in a pit fight. Uh, both uh, stars were former uh, MMA grapplers. Uh, so you want to see it that in the uh, fight pit? That's an to me. That's an NXT match. <sighs> I would much rather them do what was Shamrock and Owens of uh, the Lions Den? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, but yeah, especially with them both having their MMA. Uh, well, and they unfortunately got rid of Raw Underground, so they can't uh, go over to there and uh, do you that. We both know they could they could make that happen if they wanted. Resurrected anytime. Maybe uh, Riddle just needs to call up Shane McMahon and say, I, I want to have the title shot here. Uh, Santino was on the bump uh, yesterday, and he announced that his uh, wife is uh, giving birth to their second child together. So uh, congratulations to the family. His daughter, Bianca, is also uh, training at Battle Arts. She's 25 years old, so that's a huge gap between siblings because their uh, other son is just two years old so but just i guess you're never too old to have uh kids uh yokozuna will be featured in a wd uh documentary debuting this week and wda backstage is happening this uh saturday on fs1 uh renee young is returning because she still works for uh, fox booker t is going to be there page and there's been no sign of CM Punk uh, being part of the show. They're going to be announcing... He's been in quarantine the last two weeks. Rumor is he might be at the Rumble. Well, I was going to get to that in just a couple minutes. So, yeah, that uh, is definitely a possibility. Um, since you brought it up, people mentioned about the fact that Edge was... Uh, given a segment on Raw, unannounced, mind you, uh, to announce that he is going to be part of the Royal Rumble on Sunday. And people were like, oh, why is why aren't they giving this away for free with, but not advertised at the same time? Is there somebody bigger, like a CM Punk, that they want to do that? And they already did the big surprise last year with 
uh, edge? I mean, I'm torn. You're not going to have fans at Royal Rumble, so you're not going to get that pop if Call of Personality goes off. But we all know every fan sitting at home will pop for that. I, I'm torn. I think it's 50-50 if he's there. But I've also saw that Cena signed on for WrestleMania. Uh, who else? Hall, Nash, Hogan. Austin. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess it, I guess if you're having fans, it's tough to do a cinematic match on the show. Because the only way I think Austin has the match is if it's a cinematic. But they could still be doing like talk show uh, or g- greeting things. Because uh, I heard that those guys are going to be there uh, basically to put a, a stamp of approval on the current uh, guys. And uh, it makes sense in a way because what we just mentioned, 26 million homes or 25 million homes uh, being able to have the Peacock Network can tune into WrestleMania for all these nostalgia acts and find out, as Jonesy just mentioned, who are these people that are there right now? So you now you're introducing 23 million fans to the current crop by using guys like Hall, Nash, and all that. And if you have a CM Punk coming to a live crowd, that's almost the bridge between all of them. I think CM Punk would be amazing. I think that would be unreal if WWE was able to pull it off. Um, they now do have an extra $200 million laying around. Every that's year. what I was about to say to you. He said he'd uh, return if they pulled up a truckload of money. Well, they now have a tr- three truckloads of money because Raw, Fox, and uh, SmackDown, and now the network have gotten them $3 billion. Well, the thing is, is I think if he was to come back, think about some of his, the people he could wrestle. Matt Riddle, AJ Styles, Lashley. Yeah, I think even a match against Roman Reigns because Reigns is now a- Oh my God, um, Drew McIntyre, AJ. Who am I? Well, that yes, AJ Styles, um, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Root. Like the list is it's endless. Every, him versus Cesaro would be mind blowing. Yeah. So hopefully that's uh, coming. Uh, but what they are definitely going to be announcing is that number one and two. For the women's uh, match will be announced, which is unprecedented. And number 30 for the men's. Uh, so, yeah, who knows how that's going to end up uh, going along. And going from going from CM Punk to Ryback Junk, um, Ryback is still having an endless arraignment of stupidity where he's in a uh, Twitter battle with Mark Henry, claiming he's going to AEW, AEW saying he's not going to be there, hating on titles. The guy just needs to go away. Yeah, I don't see any... I don't see AEW ever signing him. He will... It just... No. Mark Henry is even warning them, do not sign this guy. Uh, rumors are coming from Russell votes uh, that say that there is a planned uh, something 
because they didn't get into details, that's going to be part of the men's Royal Rumble match, and it's very scary. So this could be stuff with the Fiend. It could be the winner coming out of it. Uh, I think it's going to uh, somehow the Fiend and uh, Orton are going to get like almost a pause button pressed for the rumble where their crap's going to happen. They disappear and then the match continues. See, in the way I read it, it was who was going to win. It was scary. Yeah, that like, too. Like, they didn't, they weren't specific. No. Um, did you see the two news? Well, I'll let you finish and then see if you saw the two new news pieces. Yeah, probably not. Cause I only have a couple more things. Uh, one more thing before we, uh, uh, do the uh, results, and actually, we already talked about it because it's about uh, all the legends going to be there, so it's going to be a mixture of uh, legends and uh, current talent at WrestleMania. So, what are you, the two things that you saw? Well, three uh, Tuesday, Trey Miguel was on Impact. There's no word yet if he is signed to it, was a one off or if it was a, a he signed to a new deal. Um, I'm guessing it's a one-off based on how it went. Kurt Angle has a new podcast coming on ad-free shows with his co-host, Conrad Thompson. I, didn't hear about like that I, heard about, I heard about the Chris Hero one, but not the Angle one. So I didn't I, hear about Chris Hero. I, it, the Angle one came out uh, today, but it's only... It's going to be called the Kurt Angle Show. It's going to be on every Sunday, but it looks like it's only going to be on ad-free shows right now. Um, I hope that they put it. Show be printed. Yeah, no, the show's going to be on all the. It's going to be on Sundays at six, six a.m. on ad-free shows. So maybe like I don't know. That's going to be a a mon- I can't see it being a Monday. Maybe a Tuesday. Because I don't think Conrad has a show on Tuesdays. Isn't that Monday's Bischoff? No, Monday's Bischoff. Wednesday's Arn. Is it Tuesday? It, when's uh, Tony Schiavone? Wednesday. Wednesday. So he dropped multiple shows on Wednesday. So it's maybe Arn's on Tuesday. Regardless, maybe it's going to be Thursday. Conrad has a show a lot. I'm. Surprised it was Conrad Thompson. Um, I thought for sure I had read rumors that there was he was in talks to do with Brian Lass, who does the Jim Cornette and does a whole bunch of podcasts. Um, but I'm happy. Uh, also, WWE confirmed Miko Setaruma. Uh, she's a fairly well known. Um, Japanese woman wrestler. She is headed to NXT UK to start with. She's already in London. She's been quarantining, so she should be debuting anytime. It looks like she's going to be a trainer slash in-ring performer, but I would be, wouldn't be surprised if she will be on her way to the USA fairly quick. Well, it uh, should be something worth uh, watching and uh, look forward to for for NXT UK. Um, Yeah, so those are the uh, news that we have. Looking back quickly at results from uh, this past week, 
SmackDown saw Cesaro beat Dolph Ziggler in an open challenge. Asuka and Charlotte beat the Riot Squad. Bianca Belair did uh, out, outdid Bailey in a Ultimate Athletes obstacle course, where clearly Bailey cheated and uh, had the easy route, but then doubled up the effort that Bianca had to do with taller uh, hurdles. She even had to carry Otis on her back uh, the length of the ring, so 20 feet, uh, as opposed to Bailey carrying virtually nothing. Uh, so that was uh, interesting there, showing off uh, Bianca's strength. Baron Corbin beat uh, Dominic Mysterio. Sasha uh, beat Reginald, who was just basically doing uh, Cirque du Soleil stuff. Big E beat uh, Paula Cruz. And the final part saw... Um, it was supposed to be Adam uh, Pierce against uh, Paul Heyman. Paul came up lame, said cards have to change, which allowed Roman Reigns to come out and beat the hell out of uh, Pierce. But uh, Kevin Owens made the save and even put uh, Roman through the table to end the uh, show. So that was uh, SmackDown. Thoughts on it? Didn't watch it. I very rarely watch Raw or SmackDown. It's uh, I will read about it. If there's a segment, I'll watch it. But there's been nothing on any of the main shows that has been worth watching. Understandable. We've got five hours, and it can be like, oh, my God. Like, even uh, this past Monday, yeah, the running down that one. Drew uh, McIntyre started out. Uh, he said he's back, healthy. Miz and Morrison came out and made fun of him. Goldberg said... Uh, Royal Rumble, you're next. They beat up Miz and Morrison with two shots, and that was done. Charlotte Flair and Shayna Baszler went to a no contest, obviously went to a brawl involving Nia and Lacey and Mandy and uh, Dana, so it became a six-woman tag team match. All of a sudden, uh, Shayna gets counted out, and they're all like confused, but she didn't get in the ring in time, and the ref did what he's supposed to do, and they went to commercial, and Adam Pierce started up the match again. Nia got a the victory uh, after a really scary looking choke slam on uh, Dana Brooke, who thankfully was fine. But oh my god, crazy! Uh, then Xavier Woods beat Slapjack. Uh, they're still targeting uh, Kofi Kingston after what happened two years ago when Kingston took uh, Ali's spot in the Elimination Chamber. And eventually got the title. Kofi Mania was born. Sheamus beat Morrison. And then all of a sudden it became a two-on-one match with Miz and Morrison beating Sheamus. So it looked like they were really down in personnel for to fill a three-hour show. AJ Styles beat R-Truth. Matt Riddle ended up beating Shelton Benjamin, MVP, and Alexander in a gauntlet match to earn a uh, match against Lashley. And they're still teasing a breakup of the Hurt Business. Meanwhile, they're the best faction that's going on in wrestling, let alone WWE. Uh, so why bother with that? And then the main event saw Asuka and Alexa about to no contest with most more smoke and mirrors and pre-tapings and Alexa changing clothes and facials. And Randy Orton came up from behind without his burn mask mm -hmm. on and uh, RKO'd uh, Alexa, and that was it. We also saw, as said, Edge uh, make his uh, announcement that he's going to return uh, Sunday for the Rumble. Uh, yeah. Thoughts on that one? I mean, I like the uh, Fiend, Alexa Bliss, Randy Orton. Um, it's actually really entertaining. 
the Hurt Business. I love that group. I'm just trying to figure out where it's going to go. Because unless there's someone they're going to get rid of Alexander or Benjamin and puts like someone's going to turn. I don't know. I don't know where else they would go with that. That I don't understand. I really like MVP on the mic. I think he he's perfect for that group. Um, but again, I didn't watch it. I watched it, the clips that I wanted to watch later because it's, it's three hours and it's painful. Exactly. Uh, Tuesday at 9.30 in the morning, uh, WWE Network had a special that was being shown live, or not live, but shown at, in the evening in India as part of uh, a special holiday uh, they were having in India. And it was the Superstar Spectacular. Um, and they were it's almost like a kickoff to a potential NXT India because of Triple H's uh Global global localization of NXTs, uh, but they mixed it with the uh, current brands, and they had Finn Balor uh, beat uh, Guru uh, Raja, Rey Mysterio, and Ricochet teamed with Giant uh, Zanjir and Dashir Shanky to uh, beat uh, Ziggler, Corbin, uh, Cesaro, and Nakamura in an eight-man tag. AJ Styles beat uh, Jeet Rama. New Day and uh, Street Profits uh, welcomed people and uh, were basically celebrating. And they introduced uh, the spin, uh, Spinning Canvas, who is a music and dance group uh, doing traditional Indian dance. Uh, was visually spectacular in that regards. Uh, Charlotte Flair and Serena Sanhu uh, beat Bailey and uh, Natalia in a tag team match. And the main event saw Drew McIntyre and Indus Sheer. Uh, beat Jinder Mahal and the Bollywood Boys. I saw some of the uh, stuff. I haven't gotten to sit down and see the whole show, but this was a, definitely a decent special, more of a house show, and they kind of need to take a tip from this because it was more wrestling than anything and apply it to their other shows. They should have, and this is my pet peeve with these one-off shows, why not have some of these wrestlers that none of us have ever heard of on NXT or on 205 Live or on a SmackDown or on a Raw leading into it that would have made me want to watch it. I mean, Junior Mahal, the, Bo the Bollywood Boys, um, the team that Malcolm Blevin had in NXT at one point, I recognize them because weren't they on it? And that, But, I mean, I don't understand why they're not on NXT. There hurts my head because... Why I get it, you want to expand, but to me, I think you focus on what you have in NXT UK and NXT USA. Focus on that to start with, give it another year. Yeah, uh, I guess with deals that they had and stuff like that, that's why. Uh, like even Jinder ended up having uh, the title at one point because they were trying to build into that. Uh, but, you know, at least if it's a special, they're at least going to give uh, some uh, spotlight to them, get them into the system, and go from there. It was a special for the holiday uh, over in India. But I hope uh, that, yeah, they take their time and figure things out before throwing an actual uh, NXT India show at us and 
Chad Peterson is saying COVID is why. And yeah, a lot of things would be different if it wasn't for COVID. And we'll uh, go from there. Uh, did you watch uh, the other shows? I did not watch either, but I can quickly run them down. Um, uh, I did watch one clip of Jungle Boy versus Dax Hardwood, um, which was an amazing match. If you haven't seen it, go out of your way. But I'll run down AEW to start with. Uh, Kingston and Archer, hard-hitting. Um, Kingston wins out of the distraction because Witcher and Blade beat up Jake Roberts. John Moxley then had a talk about his uh, next uh, next week's match. Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen were in some random building talking. Uh, Jericho and MJF beat the Hollywood or the Varsity Blondes. Um, it was a very odd match. Um, pretty cool finish though. Uh, Pillman came, went to fly in uh, with a spring springboard. Um, I don't know if he was going for a shoulder block or a clothesline into the Judas effects. Uh, and then Jericho with the lion salt, and it actually looked good. One, two, three. Pac then had uh, a speaking statement. Uh, then they showed a clip of Shaq challenging Cody Rhodes to a match in March. And then Cody and Arn were talking. That introduced then Red Velvet. So it looks like it's going to be, I would assume, Red Velvet and Cody versus Jane Cargill and Shaq, which at Rev revolution and i would rather i don't know drink, drink bleach than watch that because that's gonna be a disaster hangman page beat ryan nace uh namath who is dolph ziggler's actual brother and it was actually um from what i was told it was a good match um matt hardy came out it looks like matt hardy's gonna try to get adam page to join uh his I don't know, stable or whatever. Uh, Jungle like Boy. That. Sorry? It's like that's the story for Adam Page is every group trying to recruit him. And as soon as he tells one, no, another one's showing up. Yeah, it, it, really confusing. Um, Jungle Boy versus Dax Hardwood uh, with Tully Blanchard and Cash Wheeler um, handcuffed to Luchasaurus. It was actually a really good back and forth match. Um, Jungle Boy won via submission. Um, after the match, cuffs are removed. Tully throws powder in Luchasaurus's eyes. Um, FTR beat up Jungle Boy, beat up uh, Luchasaurus, handcuff him to the rope, and cut off the horns off of his dinosaur mask. Um, uh, what runs him off is uh, Marco Stun with a chair and SCU and top flight, basically. Uh, outside, Taz and Team Taz talk about the match. Uh, Britt Baker beat Shauna with uh, Lockjaw. Um, MJF and Sammy got into an argument in the back. Uh, next week for beach break, it's the wedding, which we all know it's going to be something. Uh, Thunder Rosa versus Brett Baker, the tag team battle royal. Um, winners face uh, AEW tag team champs at Revolution. Young Bucks are in this battle royal for whatever reason, and if they win it, they get to pick their own opponents. And AEW world champion Kenny Omega and Impact tag team champions, the Good Brothers, 
with Don Callis versus John Moxley, Pac, and Ray Phoenix next week. Um, they announced the Women's World Champ Eliminator Tournament. First round match is Serena Deebs versus Riho, which I think we haven't seen her since Riho since March. <sighs> yeah. I get it. You you can get her back into the country, but to me, this is should probably be the finale, the finals. If it's not Serena Deebs versus Riho, then why isn't it going to be Riho versus Thunder Rosa? Because those are probably the only three women wrestlers have a chance to make it look anything good. Uh, main event saw Young Bucks and AEW World Tag Team Champions, the Good Brothers, Take on the Dark Order, Stu Grayson, Evil Uno, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver. Um, Bucks and Good Brothers win. Um, Grayson took the pin, uh, hitting the, got hit with the Meltzer driver, and Evil Uno got hit with the Magic Killer. Uh, basically, after that, they got on the mic saying they're going to win the... Um, Battle Royal next week and pick their tag team and they looked at the Good Brothers. Um, Moxley ran out to clear the ring. Phoenix hit a massive dive on Anderson. Omega runs out with a pointed boot and ran into the paradigm shift. I could care less. Uh, Dynam or son of a bitch. I hit the wrong button. One second. Yeah, so um NXT starts with um, God damn it! It did not come up. Do you have the no, NXT? Technology. Uh, I did see that uh, there's a new NXT Women's Champion. Not uh, yet, I don't think. God damn it! I hate years. Two seconds, please. Yeah, no problem. Uh, we're also going to get into the. Uh, uh, Royal Rumble in just a moment for those that are watching. Uh, just okay, here we go. I've got it. Okay. So, start with uh, MSK versus Killian Dane and uh, Drake Maverick in the Dusty Rhodes men's quarterfinals. MSK won, um, which I, I like. Uh, they're facing the winners of Lucha House Party versus Legia de Fantasma. In the semis, uh, you then see Pete, uh, Pete Dunn showing up and dropping off Orky Lauren, only Lauren and Danny Birch. Uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez talk about what they're going to do to the Robert Stone brand. Next match is um, Robert Stone brand versus Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Dakota Kai and Ra Raquel, Raquel Gonzalez are probably hands down the next wave of high quality female talent coming out of NXT, uh, not named Eero Shirai, Tony Storm, or Rhea Ripley. Uh, um, next, we see the way backstage. It was very boring. Um, Tyler Rust versus Rios. And I think anyone who had ever seen an Ontario Indies match recognize who Rios is. Do, do you know who that is? 
Yeah, Dante Rios kind of looked like a, a red dragon of some sort. Yeah. So. Uh, Daniel Garcia. Yeah. Daniel um, Garcia. I have not been able to find. I'm not reading that. Um, I have not been able to find if he if it was a one off or what's going on. I really hope it's not. Um, I. I, I hope this is the start of the invasion of the Buffalo Brothers down in um, NXT. Um, there was a backstage segment uh, with Finn Balor and Kyle Riley. Uh, another quarterfinal match, Leon Ruff and Kushida versus the Grizzly Young Veterans. They won the Grizzled Young Veterans. Now they're going to... There was a... Then Theory attacked Ruff and it was a with Gargano in the way. Um, I don't even know who this Kurt Stallion is, but he got hurt, so he couldn't take on uh, Santino's Escobar. And basically, Escobar basically said he was going after. Um, he, he's playing mind games because he said TikTok at the end, so it looks like Karrion Cross and Scarlet, but Karrion Cross wouldn't work into the. Cruiserweight, so I don't really know what they're doing. Um, a lot of, and then next match, uh, Swerve and Bronson, Reed, uh, Bronson Reed won. Uh, finale was Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly versus um, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Uh, Balor and O'Reilly won. There was some, after the match, there was a big, to do, but Undisputed Era and Balor um, basically clears the ring and then they all look at each other and then Balor leaves. Ratings this week were actually really close. Dynamite won 734 versus NXT 720. NXT actually had the highest gain. Uh, they plused nine, almost 9.5%, where Dynamite lost 14%. So... That's kind of it's the yeah. same group of about a 1.5 million that watch the two shows combined. I'm interested. Uh, they did announce there's another batch announced for uh, Beach Break next week. There's um, the Lumberjack match, uh, Lance Archer versus um, Eddie Kingston. So. Yeah, and I think there's a uh, six-man tag with uh, Moxley and... Uh, yeah, that's the main event. That's Moxley, Pac, and Phoenix versus uh, the Good Brothers and um, Kenny Omega. So hopefully I'll watch next week. This week, other than work, I had zero interest in watching AEW yeah, to torture myself. It wasn't a major card to uh, tune into. However, with that segue... Uh, major card to tune into this Sunday on the WD Network is the Royal Rumble. Uh, Pre-show starts at 6 p.m. with the kickoff show, and the Rumble itself uh, starts streaming at 7. Uh, comic book theme going on with that whole thing. And let's run into our predictions. The first matchup sees the women's tag team titles, Asuka and... Charlotte Flair taking on Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, the former champions. Who do you got? 
I'm assuming Flair and Asuka because I would think the Riot Squad will be the ones who actually take them from them, but that's just me guessing at this point. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, I'm going to go the other way with Shayna and Nia picking up the titles because um, the, right now the women, Rob Women's title is lost in the shuffle because of her being in the uh, tag team, and Charlotte's got her thing with Lacey Evans going on. So I think it's a time to... They didn't need to even give them titles, or at least not with Charlotte. They should have had Lana still there. Of course, uh, she's off with an injury or as well. A legit one, not just uh, writing off because she did get written off uh, unexpectedly uh, leading into that tag team title match. But I think uh, the new champions are going to be the former champions, Shayna and Nia, which... To me, the problem with that tag team is they're, they're, they don't need to be. Shayna Baszler needs to be in the the world title, the women's world title pitcher. Oh, I agree with you. I see them getting the titles only to quickly drop them to either the Riot Squad or uh, uh, Dana and Mandy. They're, they're just yeah. going to be transitional champions uh, in this case. I can so that's, why I'm picking them. that's why I'm picking them to uh, just pick a title. Uh, they, I don't think they have enough uh, women's tag teams to uh, do another elimination chamber, unfortunately, and get that off them. At that. No, because no, you got the NXT women that you could bring up if yeah. if you were willing to. So there's a possibility of doing that at. Uh, for the next pay-per-view if you're doing Elimination Chamber somehow. Uh, the next matchup, Goldberg against Drew McIntyre. The only title Goldberg has not been able to uh, get uh, in his resume is that WWE Championship, and he's taking on Drew. So what are your thoughts? I got Drew winning this. Um, I mean, I think I talked about it last week. The only way Goldberg wins this title is Goldberg wins it at Royal Rumble, loses it at Elimination Chamber to Brock Lesnar. Lesnar then loses it to Drew McIntyre again, but this time in front of people at WrestleMania. But I still think it's going to be Drew McIntyre um, holding on to it. You can do so much yeah. more with Drew McIntyre than you can with Goldberg. I can see uh, Drew winning it. I do not see Edge winning the Royal Rumble, which we'll talk about in just a moment. But he did say in his promo that he wants the title he did not lose. The title he did not lose is actually Drew's belt. So if Drew retains, then we end up seeing somehow Edge, whether it's an Elimination Chamber or some sort of number one contenders match, uh, leading up to WrestleMania because there's still Fastlane and uh, Elimination Chamber. Edge gets his uh, opportunity to go against Drew at WrestleMania. And he's at least away from Randy Orton. Yeah. And the Universal title in a last man standing match, Kevin Owens taking on the head of the table, Roman Reigns. I got Roman Reigns. I think um, 
what Uso's missing right now? Jimmy? Yeah, Jimmy. Comes, um, puts the Samoan dynasty back, makes it whole. I don't see the point of them taking the title off of Roman Reigns right now, so I'm going Roman Reigns. Yeah, for me, I think I said it uh, a few weeks ago that the earliest that I see Roman dropping the title would be SummerSlam. And uh, you mentioned Jimmy, and I think I also said uh, maybe in a private chat with you, uh, imagine if Jimmy Uso came ringside with Kevin and thinking that Kevin has the balance uh, there to eliminate Jay with uh, Jimmy there, and all of a sudden Jimmy turns on him and it's the whole family taking out Owens. Last man standing, they put, keep him down. They head the table, the family is all together, and Heyman's standing in the background smiling like a Cheshire cat. That's, yeah. And the only other two matches that have been announced are the Royal Rumble matches. Uh, of course, there's the men's and women's. Uh, we've talked about it a little bit uh, with that. The men's Royal Rumble only has Lashley, Styles, Orton, Miz, Hardy, uh, Jeff Hardy, that is, uh, Morrison, Sheamus, Ali, Edge, Otis, Jey Uso, Cesaro, Sami Zayn, Ziggler, Nakamura, and Big E announced officially for it. That's 17 out of 30 that are in. Uh, I'll probably get a couple more tomorrow, but uh, there's that one. And the women's uh, has only Nia, uh, Charlotte, Mandy, uh, Dana, Peyton, Alexa, Sheena, Bianca, Bailey, uh, Liv, Ruby, and Tamina in it. So I gave you a couple of things to think about uh, leading into this. Hopefully we're able to figure that out. Um, the Men's Royal Rumble. We're each going to be able to pick a Raw winner and a SmackDown winner just in case for either uh, way they want to go. Who's your men's Raw winner? Um, I'm going to go Lashley. Okay. And if uh, SmackDown competitor wins? Daniel Bryan. Okay, I agree with you on the Daniel Bryan. Uh, my raw pick is Keith Lee. Oh, yeah. That would be a good one. Who would be your final four for the uh, men's Royal Rumble? I've got John Cena. Okay. Daniel Bryan. Adam Cole. And Lashley. Okay, so you're thinking there's going to be a mix of all three brands potentially? Uh, see, with COVID, it's so tough to tell, but to me, especially with the women's battle royal, you need the NXT, uh, some of the NXT women. So yeah. to me, a guy like Adam Cole could go in on like early in the match and last the whole, like the whole thing. So, because yeah. I can see a Damian Priest uh, coming up as well, uh, he's been rumored to uh, come up. My final four 
include Keith Lee and Dana Bryan, which are my winners uh, the other way. My other two include uh, AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, see, all four guys could go. I went with a John Cena because I think whoever you're setting up, you could have an Adam Cole toss John Cena. That sets up a WrestleMania match, and it makes Adam Cole a player. You could also do that with Keith Lee, too. I mean, either of them would that, that start um Okay, so who do you think will have the most eliminations? I think Keith Lee. I was picking Cesaro because they seem to be giving him a push on SmackDown lately. Uh, he's beat Dana Bryan uh, a couple times. And yeah, I'm just uh, going with Cesaro. Now, if you think there's two people for surprise entrances, who do you think? It could be somebody returning from a long time ago, as we mentioned, CM Punk. It could be somebody recently returning as well that hasn't been on for a bit. I'm going to go with – I've got a few, so it's going to okay. be more than two. Okay. I'm going to call Tyson Kidd. Ooh. I'm going to call Davy Boy Smith Jr., yeah. As a free agent, I think that would be the start of the Hart family reunion. I'm going to go with the big one's going to be CM Punk. Yeah. And the middle of the road kind of guy coming back from injury. I'm going to go – I originally was going to go – what uh, – air? I forget the Viking Raider. Which one? Oh, one just Eric. had mine. Uh, what uh, – not Eric Rowe. Ivar? Rowe. Yeah, Ivar. Okay. Yeah, he could be healed back in time. So I picked a couple – uh, we talked about CM Punk as being a big one. Um, I love your ideas about the hearts, but I thought uh, Carlito, because rumor had him being a part of uh, Legends Night, but then they didn't sign a contract and everything. But he also, I think it said, unless he's doing something, he's not going to come all the way there just to stand backstage like Tatanka. So... I definitely am yeah, leaning towards Carlito. I'd love to see him with a good attitude and do what MVP did last year by just making an appearance and actually staying around and making something of himself. And my other one would be Seth Rollins returning. Uh, Becky Lynch has just given birth. Uh, he's been away for a bit. And who knows, he might be turning face by coming back. See, and I had Seth Rollins coming back at the next pay-per-view. Okay. Because unless he's going to win the Royal Rumble, do you really need him in there? But I, I don't know. They have thirteen gut, spots to fill still. Well, yeah. Um, that's why my gut feeling you're going to have like a uh, Tyson Kid 
who supposedly, again, we don't know what their actual, if he can get cleared to Jason Jordan. That's another name. If, but the thing is, is can they get cleared and would WWE willing, be willing to risk it? Um, but I do think, I really, in my heart of hearts, think Davy Boy Smith Jr. is going to sign with WWE. I do not see him signing with AEW. No. I think I've heard that he was going to sign with uh, WWE, but it would be, I would send him over to WWE uh, NXT UK and imagine him against Walter. Somebody's going to take the title off to Walter. Walter's coming this way. I think you, David Boy Smith Jr., he's got the US experience. He's got the name. I I don't think you need him in NXT UK. I think you, you, Walter's on his way. You could see Walter. If he's already in the st- if he's been in the states for the last little bit, um, yeah, it, it, there's, there's a lot of names out there that could be. I mean, yeah. I really hope they don't do anything dumb with like a Booker T, like an announcer, unless it's going to be yeah. Samoa Joe. If Joe can is going to come back to the ring, but we'll see. We haven't seen Alistair Black for a bit. Uh, they were going to repackage him, and uh, of course, there was all the issues with his wife, but who knows? Um, so let's switch over to the women's side of things. Your raw women's uh winner, Rhea Ripley. I've picked her as well, thinking she's going to come up and she'll be on Raw and eventually clash with Charlotte. So that would be the raw representative. That's who I picked in SmackDown, Rhea Ripley. <laughs> I picked Bianca Belair. She made a big I, show last year, uh, being the most of eliminations. And I think this year, if uh, somebody from SmackDown and not from NXT as uh, a call up, it would be uh, Bianca. See, and I think Bianca is going to be in a world title match at WrestleMania. But I think you strap that rocket to Rhea Ripley and you just let her go. Uh, regardless, I think the women. Raw or SmackDown, Rhea Ripley wins it. I think Bianca Belair, though, has a uh, versus Bailey at, um, I think it's going to be triple threat at WrestleMania. Uh, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, and Bailey. Um, but okay, let's keep going because that I can. Yeah, and uh, your final four. You got Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair. And the returning Becky Lynch. Ah, see, I agreed on uh, three of the four. I had Bailey still in there, uh, just because of the way Bailey's year has been. And then just see her get eliminated that late uh, would be gold for her character. I had I had her in the final five. I just okay. had. Becky I think Lynch. I don't I don't know about if Becky Lynch because that what did she have give birth like a month ago I don't know if she physically if Becky Lynch isn't in the match then Bailey's in the final four but that's good she just recently posted a uh, picture uh, uh, Becky did holding the baby but you never know uh, she it. yeah 
these guys keep in shape so quickly, and if it's just a one-off, why not? Uh, most eliminations. Bianca Belair. I put Lacey Evans because Bianca did it last year. But back-to-back -back years of most eliminations could be a possibility. Because that leads into her getting the world title shot. Okay. Surprise um, entrance slash returns. Well, of course, the big one to me would be Becky Lynch. Yep. Ronda Rousey. Mm. And I'm trying to think of women wrestlers who are out. Two other I, names that I've uh, thrown in there just for your thought while you think. Uh, Molly Holly, she was at the Legends. She's appeared the last couple times. Uh, and she really didn't do anything uh, at the beginning of the month with that uh, episode. And Tessa Blanchard. If she's yeah. able to get to uh, Florida, it's the new year. We've had long enough for a honeymoon. And if they're gearing up towards a uh, WrestleMania with fans, this is going to put eyes on the product, uh, even without fans. I didn't think of that because that means she would have already had to be in the States quarantining for the last two weeks. But that, who knows? She could be. That would be a big one. I also think I did see Taylor Wild has said that she's she's signed with a company. It the company name doesn't start with an I, doesn't start with an A, doesn't start with an E, but technically NXT. They she could slide into the NXT brand. Um, the other one I'm thinking for the men, who I thought about more recent, like just now, Ethan Page. Oh, yeah, because he has gone from impact. Uh, you never know. That's that is a good pick, and they need to get bodies in there to uh, fill up. So yeah, those are some of our picks. We'll uh, I wrote them down, and we'll uh, see what happens uh, this Sunday on the uh, pay per view. Uh, Chad Peterson is also saying that uh, possibly Beth Phoenix. Uh, she did return to uh, NXT recently to uh, introduce the women's Dusty uh, Classic teams. As possible, husband and wife, they could be there at the same time. Uh, so, yeah, Beth Phoenix could be one of those people. Uh, good idea, Chad. Uh, so that is, as I said, our Royal Rumble uh, look. Do you have anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Well, so this week uh, on CWNonline.ca, my column slugging with Stephen O'Neill featuring this week what I'm going to call the a future world champion, Jim Strider. Um, it's been up for a few days. Very interesting answers to the questions. Next week, you'll be very surprised on who the next person is. I know Sean, I already told Sean who it is. I'm not going to spoil it, but it's definitely, I would consider someone who's wrestled all around the world out of the Ontario Indies. Yeah, yeah definitely yeah, worth uh, looking uh, to see. And as you said, that's uh, Slugging with Stephen O'Neill on CWN Online. It's a uh, written article and, uh, what, 10 questions uh, asking uh, what's going on uh, with uh, wrestlers as they're quarantining and uh, where they where they got in and where they are now uh, type deal. So definitely worth Now your typical uh, 
fluff questions. I don't consider them. Excellent. Uh, yeah, and so you can also catch us Wednesdays on uh, Fantasy Warfare Tournament. You saw a sample of what it is at the beginning of the show. Uh, every Wednesday night, we break down a bracket of 16 and find the greatest of whatever our topic is. This week, it's going to be uh, the greatest Royal Rumble winner. If you have other suggestions, send us our way, and we could even maybe include you in part of the panel, uh, potentially, depending on how things all work out. And also, Thursdays at noon, you can catch Jonesy, who was on earlier, and myself, as we uh, look through the uh, great history of our, or the rich history of our great sport and look at all the things that happen in a certain week. Just earlier today, we did January 22nd to January 28th. A lot of Royal Rumbles, Clash of Champions, births, deaths, and we uh, do some banter in between uh, sharing memories. So be a part of that show as well. And of course, you can catch us here every uh, Thursday, barring illness or holidays. Uh, eight o'clock scumbags wrestling podcast. So until then, have a great one. Peace.